Welcome to Homemade in Alberta, featuring the rising stars of Alberta country music and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week is Edmonton's own country singer-songwriter, Andrea Nixon. She has been nominated for several awards, including Female Artist of the Year at the Country Music Alberta Awards and Edmonton Music Awards for Artist to Watch and Video of the Year and Country Recording of the Year. On top of many more, very well-deserved accolades and recognitions from across Canada. Of course, in this interview, you are going to get to know a lot more about Andrea. We talk about her creative evolution since her acclaimed 2017 debut album of Diary of a Housewife. We talk about her stunning songwriting and how she weaves stories with universal themes into songs, leaving you feeling both understood and represented. We talk about her work ethic and signature style as well as how she managed to do all of this while raising her family and handling the responsibilities that come with being an independent recording artist. And of course, so much more. This conversation was so in-depth and it was so incredible and I am so excited for you to listen to it. Also, you are going to be hearing her latest gorgeous release called Earthquake. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. First off, Andrea, thank you so much for being a part of Homemade in Alberta this week. It is an absolute pleasure to chat with you again. We have talked for a few years now, and I've had the opportunity to work with you on a single as a radio tracker, and that was an absolute blast. But now I get to have you on Homemade in Alberta, and I'm so excited for this audience to get to know you more. So you are a country singer-songwriter out of Edmonton, but tell us more about your story and who you are. Um, I started writing music um, when I was at home with my kiddos, so I became a mom, and I, w- I always kind of sung, and I wrote a lot of poems, and I started putting those poems to melody when I was, uh, after I had my first child, and so it sort of was a lifelong dream, but something that I'd never really had the opportunity to pursue, and then I was in Mexico with my husband, and there was a, a professional performer there singing at the, uh, the bar, and my husband said to me, you know, you could do that. And I just thought, oh, and I came home from Mexico and started going again to kind of open stages and singing there. And it just sort of evolved from there on in. I I met some mentors in my local scene who encouraged me to, to do more with it. And so I've just been taking steps forward ever since. That is incredible. Now, over the last two years, we've all gone through a lot as industry and as artists and as just humans in general. So I haven't asked this question to an artist before, but I found it online and I really did like it. So what has been the most significant change in your music career over the past two years? I think there was a re- there's a real opportunity for reflection where you could really look at why, the why of what you were doing. Because I think when things were moving quickly, you know, everyone was just responding to circumstances. So kind of COVID was the great pause. So as an artist, you kind of reframe your thinking, what am I, what am I adding to this ecosystem as an artist? What is my particular contribution? Uh, you started to really crave community for me, essentially, like I got very lonely. So I started to gain a whole new appreciation for the lived experience of live music and just being around people and wanting to learn from people and grow in those relationships. So I think that pause gave us a chance to really reset and start with a kind of a wider scope in mind rather than just our individual careers. 
How, how, how is what I'm doing benefiting other people? How can I really get the benefit of relationships that matter to me? What can I learn? How can I grow? How can I work collaboratively? So I think there was that loneliness really showed the um, importance of working together and really added value to any relationship that we were in, whether professionally or personally. Well, that is absolutely awesome, Andrea. And when it comes to your writing, you've never been one to fall back on cliches. You have the most stunning writing style that I've heard in quite some time. Your songs always tell these incredible stories and you believe that life and music are inseparable. And I believe that too. And you aim to always create positive change through your art and you encourage others to find their own sense of power and connection. So tell us about a writing session with you. And when you sit down and write, or when you start to feel creative, how does it flow for you? Well, I found that this this particular song was a, a really unique writing process because I was on Facebook and I was a member of a songwriting group and I uh, got an email from one of the girls that was on that group who actually lives in Australia and she had the intro like she had already penned some lyrics for Earthquake and she sent me what she had like her starting point and that was the first time I've ever written um, from another starting point where the starting point was not my own lyric. It was somebody else's lyric, what I could do with that. So this was a real revolution for me as a songwriter in the sense that it didn't need to be my story, but the feeling could be true. And I, I remember talking to lots of people from about Diary of, uh, of a Housewife and whether the songs were true. And my husband would go to work and, and give people the CD or have them buy the CD. And they'd say, oh, no, like, maybe you're not a nice guy. Like, are all of these songs literally true? And I would say to him, you know, the, the story of a song doesn't need to be true, but the feeling of it needs to be true. So with Earthquake, having the, the lyrics be, be started elsewhere, having Jenny Trindell, who was the, one of the co-writers on the song, send me lyrics, it was her story, but I had a, a relationship to that story. For me, cheating is like the worst thing a person can do. So I had such an emotional um, response to that particular story. And so it really showed me that it doesn't have to be your particular life circumstances that form the basis of songwriting, but it has to be a story that you emotionally connect to and want to really craft and perfect. Wow, that is powerful. I haven't heard an artist describe songwriting that way before, and I love that. And your sound has been compared to a young Dolly Parton on one end and a fiery Reba McIntyre on the other end, but also as well as legends as Loretta Lynn. And who are you inspired by and who are you loving right now? Oh, that's a big question. I mean, I also love people from kind of the off the beaten track um, world. I love um, Jason Isbell. I listen to a lot of Jason Isbell and I really like the way he crafts um, a story. I love Emmylou Harris. Um, Little Big Town, I think is a great contemporary vocal and vocal band, but they're obviously a band in of themselves, but their, their approach to vocals and the kind of colors of each of their voices really, um, inspire and, and entertain me. So, uh, there's lots to draw from, I think, from the whole history of country music. So I love Ray Charles album where he took on, uh, country standards and sung them in his way. So there's just such a breadth and depth to, to draw from. And what really inspires me is a song that moves me. I just actually shared recently the Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now, which she sang at the Newport Folk, Newport Folk Festival as a surprise performance. And there's just nothing but feeling when you hear her. And you just hear those lyrics 
The story is just supreme and it becomes your story. And to me, that's what inspires me when someone's telling an honest, authentic story. And I'm like, I feel that. That is so cool. I love that when you're able to listen to a song and you connect with it in many different ways, not just one. And I feel like your music and the artists that you just talked about, they have that ability to have those many emotions, those many feelings and those many takeaways from it. You know, that is the beautiful part about music is people can do and think about whatever they like when they listen to a song, you know? Yeah. I think it really gives people permission to feel. And that can be, that doesn't always have to be heavy. You know, you don't always have to sing sad, a a permission to just let go, let loose, have a good time. But people are really stuck in their experiences. Often when we go to a show or listen to an album, that is a, that opens the floodgate to things we may not always have access to. And I think that's the magic of music. For sure. And the end goal of both your songwriting and your performances is emotional authenticity from what I've read and a strong connection to your audience. Now, I know your work ethic. I know your style. You have landed appearances on the CMAB Awards Fan Fest, Rogers Hometown Hockey, CCMAs, and Canadian Country Music Week showcases. And you've had opening slots for Jessica Mitchell and many others. And those positions are so, so well-deserved. And I've loved working with you. And I know many other people have too. So let's talk about your stage performances now. And how do you like to connect with your audience on stage? And tell us a bit about an Andrea Nixon show. What can we expect? Well, I often am funny, but by accident, because I'm just like honest, right? And I'll say, I'll kind of put my, my foot in my mouth sometimes, which I think adds to the show. So I kind of, when I watch Loretta Lynn do it uh, on all the old talk shows, and you can see how the artist is not taking themselves too seriously, and they're really getting a kick out of the performance. So I think there's that element. Um, but what I'm really working on now with songs like Earthquake is that that powerful emotional punch is really coming from the depths of of who I am and what really matters to me in a very pointed and particular way. So on September 7th, I'll be opening for Tebe here in Edmonton at the station on Jasper. And I'm really looking forward to that um, performance. I'm working with a vocal coach. I'm working on live show pre-production. And I just want to make sure that um, my live performance, vocally, I I always say I want to, I want to, I want my sound to be that of freedom. And that freedom of expression and and just that feeling of, of ease, but still grounded in power. Because I think we get a lot of power from telling stories that are honest. And that's really what I hope people experience when they come to my show, that the, the stories are honest and that they themselves have similar stories or have felt the same way. And I really would like to take people through a range of feelings. I want people to have a good time. I want there to be a moment to sit back and reflect. And I want that sort of powerful punch in my performance. So I'm going to go watch Alanis Morissette tonight. And that should really inspire me, I'm hoping, in in my own live performance. Because I think she is really the epitome of authenticity and emotional range. That is going to be an incredible concert. I've seen a few people post about that and saying how they're checking off a bucket list performance. But to be able to connect with an artist in that way is so cool. And having that connection with that person, even though you may not know them, is just so cool. And the fact that music made that connection is amazing. And with that said, what do you feel has been your greatest achievement as an artist so far? I, when I uh, recorded Diary of a Housewife, um, Mark Puffer, who is amazing, uh, did a lot of the background vocals. So he knew the songs in and out. And the first time he met me to prep for a live show, he said, you are exactly who I expected you to be. 
And I thought for me, that was a crowning achievement of my songwriting because I was able to do what I had wanted with the record, which was to make people feel like they had gotten to know me in a real authentic way. So that was, I know it's, it might sound a little off the cuff for, but that, that really meant a lot to me that he knew me through my music and he knew me in a way that matched with who I was as a person in person. So there was a, a full connection there. And that really made me feel like I was doing the right thing. Now, your first album was the album I got to know you with, Diary of a Housewife, which we've talked about here a couple of times already. But you said that this album was fairly cathartic for you and fairly emotional. It was about you as a 30-something mom and housewife trying to sort things out and understand your experiences better and maybe say something that others would find themselves represented in because as a 30-something woman myself, it does get harder to find yourself and find yourself represented in popular culture. So this album, Diary of a Housewife, it must have been a process to create. So tell us about this album, what it means to you and how it was created. So really, I just would put the kids to bed and I would just like start thinking. And when I'm crafting, especially for songs, often song and lyric come together. So literally, I'd be kind of mulling it over and you know, giving the kids a bath. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, there was time and let me record that. Okay. Like, and, and they would come together, but the, the actual work of, of the song was crystallizing what I was trying to say. I'd storyboard my songs, which is uh, something people have told me is unique, but I think that comes from my, my listenership as a nine in the nineties. So I would, you know, make a box for each verse and they were part of the story. And then the chorus was the part the takeaway or the message but i wanted to see like scenes in a movie i wanted a progression over time of this story and so that was something that i just the way i conceptualize songwriting so it was just and then i thought okay well the verses should be there shouldn't be such a difference in pitch because that's where i just want i want it to be conversational and then the the chorus i want it to be you know a lift in a moment and something that somebody could remember so i just started thinking about all the things as a listener that i had noticed and setting my own stories to those to those structures so it was a time in my life that i didn't expect and i think that that's i didn't expect to get lost as a, as a person growing up, we think that there's a lot of emphasis on our professional lives and we forget that we have a personal life. And once you actually become a mom, it's so easy to get lost in the work and kind of feel like you're untethered. And I don't know who I am because I, I have this whole life that I'm of service to others and I don't know where I've gone. And so I kind of went through an identity crisis as a mom and I had to really figure out who that person was that I had lost and what the parts of her that I thought were valuable, I could include in music so that anybody else who felt that they were lost and, and didn't know where their value was could hear a song that I'd written and would remember themselves. That is powerful. That is so deep and so beautiful. And I got to ask, if you could write a song about absolutely anything in the world that you'd love everybody to hear, what kind of song would you like to write and what would the theme be? I'm a big girl power girl. Like I really think that we have intrinsic value as people. You know, we attach a lot of value to achievements and to maybe the way we look or how much money we have. And I think the big takeaway, male, female or other, is just you have value. You are a gift. Be the gift. And I think that that is kind of a theme that I just 
circulates in all of my music, but I think that is the most important thing I can say. That's incredible. I love that. And I got to mention that Diary of a Housewife did spend 14 consecutive weeks on Earshot's National Folk Roots chart, which is so cool and so well-deserved. It is a beautiful album. And you have some new work coming out here on top of Earthquake, which we're going to be talking about here in a second, but it is called Barbed Wire Dreams. So tell us a bit about this new project. So that's another concept album. You know, I love the concept album. So um, Diary of a Housewife came, all of those songs came from a time when I was at home and, and reconsidering the meaning of it all. And Barbed Wire Dreams is about being out in the workforce, trying to, you know, hustle your way to some achievements, trying to get your stuff out there. And and just how, you know, a line from the title track of the uh, record is singing and living are the same damn thing. We're all cutting teeth on barbed wire dreams. And I think everybody's had a dream that they've had to cut their teeth on. It can be a dream in your personal life. It can be in your professional life. But there is no success without struggle. And I think that that that's a very important thing. And the struggle can be our own selves, our own self-limiting thoughts. It can be barriers that are systemic, but there is always something that is in the way that we have to get through. And I love barbed wire because just the image of barbed wire, you know, we are all cutting teeth on barbed wire dreams. And that was something that came to me when I was in uh, Calgary during a really rough time in my life when I was, I was after Project Wild and I wasn't ready to give up on the dream of, of music. And I just announced to my husband, thank God we're still married. I'm going to go to Calgary and I'm going to live there and I'll come home on the weekends. We had three children at the time and I'm going to take this program and I'm going to figure out how to make a step forward in my career. And I did it. And I was, you know, it was such a hard time personally in my life. And that's where that line came to me. You know, we're all cutting teeth on barbed wire dreams. And I, I've been waiting for the opportunity to get these songs out and just to share that, that, struggle and surrender that we all experience during the course of our lifetime. So um, it's another very personal project, as they always are, um, but I think it has lots to offer. For sure. I can't wait to hear more of the album, of course. And let's talk about Project Wild here for a second, because it is one of the most coveted artist, entrepreneur, artist showcases in Alberta. So what was Project Wild like for you? You kind of mentioned that it was a bit of a tough time in your career and in your personal life, but what did you learn? What did you take away from it the most? I think now looking back, I mean, that was five years ago. And I think that what I've learned as a woman, and this is a conversation I have a lot with, with people that, that reach out and ask, is that if you defer or give up the power in any situation, that is a choice you're going to make. So you need to make sure as a, as a woman or as a man or any any gender expression when you are the artist you have to really own that power and you have to know what your unique gifts are so at that time i was still quite uncomfortable with being an artist you know i'd only released a couple songs i was definitely determined to make music work but i didn't really appreciate what i brought to the table so i was very deferential so looking back five years later i think okay if I am insecure about any aspect in my career, I'm going to do the work to make sure that I gain those skills. And I'm not gonna ask somebody else to take responsibility for that. So I think that was a great opportunity to have the mentorship and the sort of um, confidence given to me by others. Like it was an amazing opportunity in that way. And I think that only now five years later, can I actually receive that gift? 
took me a long time to be prepared to take the leadership and the power um, for myself in my own career. And now I do it without any sort of expectation of return. You know, I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm just worried about making something that matters to me and hopefully to others. So it was a really great ignition point and a really great starting point. But the work comes after in how you apply what you learn and how far you can let that permeate into your spirit and your in yourself. That is so awesome. And holy cow, it's been five years. Mm-hmm. Time is just flying by. Like I've known you for five years. This is so cool. <laughs> well, I think we've lost. Remember, like I feel like with COVID, like there's a gap. Like I think, oh, I've, you know, it was, you know, things that happened in 2020. I feel like they just happened. We don't have a lot of memories between 2020 and 2022 in the way we were used to. So that that great pause really feels like a pause. You know, now yep. we're just starting to create the kind of memories that we're just we just took for granted. Exactly. And we have more chances to make even better memories now, which is how I'm seeing it, you know, trying to be positive yes. about all of it. And some of the memories that you did create over the last five years is a total wave of stunning songs, like absolutely stunning songs. You got Fire and Lace, Million Miles Away, You Didn't Make Me, Inner Glow, Homefront, Blind Spot, Outskirts, just to name a few. And now you have Earthquake, which is once again gorgeous. And thank you so much for sharing it with me. And when you described this new single's message, you said Earthquake is the transformative tale of a woman scorned. But before I play it here, tell us a bit more about what the song means to you. Well, the topic of infidelity, as I said earlier, is just something that just gets my blood boiling. And so it was interesting for me to be able to write on that topic in a way that I feel was a little bit more empowered. So I love songs like Jolene. I love songs like You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man. But I didn't want to write that kind of a song because for me, I wouldn't be nice to Jolene. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I I would be more mad at my man than the woman trying to entice him over. So I really wanted to write a story about how a woman might respond to that circumstance in a way that's more empowered, a strong response to the circumstance. So obviously I'm not an earthquake, I'm a person, but I feel like energetically, if if something has happened to you that has shaken up your world, it's okay to shake up the world of another a little bit too. Well, that is incredible. Before I get you to introduce the song for us, tell us where can everybody find more about you, where you're going to be playing and your music. So they can go to andreanixon.com, which is my website. And then all my handles on social media are Andrea Nixon Song. So you can go to uh, Facebook and Instagram, as well as my website and Twitter. And you can find out more about me there. And then, of course, the music is on all of the the platforms. So Apple Music and iTunes and and Spotify. So you can hear me at your leisure. Go get it. Now, last but definitely not least, introduce your brand new single for us. This is Earthquake by Andrea Nixon. It's a powerful take on an age-old story. Enjoy. I've been hearing rumors Broken sacred vows Didn't want to see it Till her earring hit the ground She's been tangled up In those beds she said we share Little did you know I'd find traces waiting there Not much left to see Love 
called Earthquake. You can get that song and all of her music wherever you buy, download, or stream your songs right now. And make sure you follow along on her very exciting and very promising musical career on all social media platforms under Andrea Nixon and, of course, on her website, andreanixon.com. A massive, massive thank you going out to Andrea for hanging out this week on Homemade in Alberta. That was a lot of fun, and it was such a great conversation. You are more than welcome back anytime. That is your homemade in Alberta for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Sarah Scott. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.